what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today's going to be fun. I'm actually going to pull some exercises from one of my new books that I released this month. If you're new, I released two books. One of them is called Stepping Into Royalty, and this is a personal manifesto. There are so many stories and lots of revelation that can really help you on your journey of stepping into royalty in your life. And then the other one, which I will pull from a bit today, is called Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual. So they don't necessarily go together, although you can get them together, but one is definitely They're both books, but one is meant to be read cover to cover, and the other one is meant to be more application, right? They both have different activations and things in them, so you'll benefit from either, but one is more a training manual, and the other one is more to be read and and reflected on so you can really look at your own life and do some deeper inner work, okay? So... Today, I'm pulling from one of the Rule and Reign Faith Walker manual activations, and this one's really powerful. It's in the section about developing self-mastery, and this is something that I am, let's say, a nerd for. I'm really just passionate about it. It's something that I've spent a lot of time researching, developing expertise in, struggling with. learning along the way, failing along the way, yet continuing to keep going after it. Because I believe that through mastery, we can really redirect what could seem dysfunctional in our lives. And I know that that's definitely true for me. And we sometimes inherit dysfunction. So it's really important to be able to understand and recognize that with focus and intention and discipline, we can create a new legacy in our life. And self-mastery, just briefly, is really about living out the abundant life Jesus spoke of in John 10.10. It means that we are alive on purpose and for a purpose, and our purpose is to live like it. And in another way to say this too is that we are at the cause instead of the effect of our lives. So we're empowered, we are creative, we are operating in our authority, we take full responsibility for our lives, we initiate, right? We lead, we, we don't just wait for things to happen. And sometimes too, that is really increasing our, our risk tolerance because I, I've heard it said, and I also say too, that's, that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. <laughs> so a lot of times we wait for feedback in the world to to help us recognize that we're on track. However, sometimes our faith, right, says go out, right? Like what God has promised you is out ahead of you. So go out and act like it. Activate your faith in in advance, right? 
faith it until you make it. So take these faith steps and make faith moves, right? And you'll end up where God is leading you, right? But sometimes we sit and we wait for permission or we wait for somebody to to give us a green light. And sometimes God is saying, I already gave you it. Why are you sitting, right? So self-mastery is really how we take our influence seriously and decide to be powerful because inherently we know we can be pitiful or powerful, but we can't be both, right? It's so, so true. So we can decide and, and really develop and increase in our wisdom and our knowledge and our learning about aligning with God and resonating at his frequency in the world. And this is what I call God's vibes matter. So we decide, we decide to live lives where we control ourselves and show up without having to control anything or anyone. So we're not letting the external dictate how we show up. We decide in advance, right? And it can be scary at times, but we must choose to shine. And as powerful people, We take responsibility for our lives and our choices, and our job is to control ourselves. Oof, so powerful. And then as a result, we consciously and deliberately create the environments in which we want to live. We set the standard and consistently act in loving, respectful, and honorable ways. And life doesn't just happen when you believe this. We create it. Okay? So what I really want to dive into is that... Let me find this section here. It's it's that ownership is the beginning and the end of our ability to create the life that we've longed for and the life that God created us to live. So if we have an improper relationship with personal ownership, we will never be able to deal with whatever we faced in the past, the challenges we have in the present, and the dreams we want to create in the future. Okay? But... (laughs) let it be known that lack of personal ownership comes with consequences. I mean, we've seen this in the beginning with the consequences of Adam and Eve's choices that are now affecting the rest of humanity. But we've often been taught also that after the fall, we can no longer make good, wise choices. And that's just not the case, okay? In Genesis, we actually find God having a conversation with Cain and letting him know that the decision is in his hands. Okay, this is coming from Genesis 4, 6. And Cain not only had the power to choose what is right, but what is wrong. He had the power to choose what would destroy and what would create. And this is in Cain and Abel. And this highlights that there's never a place in the scriptures where the narrative of human choice is taken away from us. So in this particular scripture, Genesis 4, 6, it says this. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? Right? That's a choice. So God was teaching Cain to take mastery over his life. The idea of self-mastery here is actually God's idea. Okay? While we make thousands on thousands of choices in our lives, not every choice in our life has the same weight. There are choices that have a greater impact and effect. And every choice we make going forward has an impact. That's the power of choice, right? And we, we see that even when we, we choose our salvation, right? Like when we choose to make Jesus and God, right, the Lord and Savior of our life, when we choose him, that choice affects every other choice in our lives going forward. That Right? I mean, it's so, so, so powerful. So when we make destructive choices and choices that violate who God's created us to be, those 
consequences, those choices have consequences and momentum, right? So we can build momentum. If you've listened on my YouTube channel, I do a Momentum Monday word every Monday. So we can build momentum in a really great positive direction or we can go in a negative direction, right? And they have force is really what this means. Our choices have force and it affects our future. So mastery, let me just repeat it. Mastery begins with ownership, with taking responsibility for our lives. And for some, this is a complex process because who you are right now is the outcome of maybe not a choice that you've made, right? And choices that were made when you were young, when you were innocent, when you were fragile, and when you were vulnerable, right? So you felt like you were at the effect of those. So the choices, in this case, maybe that other people have made that impacted your life may have had such a detrimental, destructive effect on you that you feel that your life is out of control and it can cause you to live your entire life with a sense of victimization, that it's not right and it's not fair, okay? And what we must embrace, no matter what your journey has been to date, somewhere along the way, we have to embrace that even if it's not right or fair or our fault, it's our responsibility how we decide to show up from this point forward and what we do with that, right? So it makes life unbalanced in the scale of what some have to deal with, right? When you really see some of what people have been given, right? It can seem so unfair and there's probably been people that are very close to you. It could even be you that you've seen they carry such wounding, abuse, neglect, and pain And some may not even understand the full extent of it. And that can feel paralyzing, right? And it doesn't help when somebody acknowledges that it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility. So I am sensitive to that. But sometimes we need to hear hard truth, right? And we must hear the hard truth that while someone else may have caused pain and damage in our lives, only we can choose to move past that. Only we can choose to heal. Only we can choose to grow and evolve and create, right? Otherwise, we will live in bitterness and and pain and unforgiveness and resentment, and we'll just stay in that state and punish ourselves really by reliving that over and over and over again. So the more we take responsibility for our lives, the more we'll find the power to create the life we long for. And we can really see that shift again from the very beginning with Adam and Eve that I mentioned. In Genesis 3, 6 through 13, what what is happening here, it's a a long verse. I'm not going to read that whole section, but I'll just remind you to go back to Genesis 3, 6 to 13. And basically what's happening here is God is showing us that God's love demands freedom. God's love demands freedom. We simply cannot have love without free will. Okay? If if man and woman didn't have the freedom to choose, they wouldn't have the freedom to love and to trust, to be truly alive and fully alive. Right? So the beginning of the story with Adam and Eve begins with God giving us the power to choose. He told us to take responsibility for this planet and to be stewards of it. So he gave us ownership, okay? And how we steward that well is practicing self-mastery, okay? And really studying and, and becoming more aware of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives as well, okay? But here's the thing. How often, because what we see in the book of Genesis, we f- see the first consequential act of severing relationship with God and its blame, 
okay? Adam and Eve no longer took responsibility for their choices and displayed responsibility, and we see that, right? And whether we embrace responsibility or displace it, it really reveals a lot about us. So out of the wrong choices, and instead of taking responsibility and ownership for their lives, Adam and Eve began to blame one another. That's what we see in Genesis, right? So I just want to invite you to think on today when we're talking about self-mastery. Do you blame anyone for your life or any situation in your life? Are you blaming anybody for your life? And really, how many times in our lives do we create a language for deflecting responsibility? Sometimes there's people to blame, right? Legitimately, sometimes there are. And we can look back on our lives and find people who deserve to be blamed, but as long as we blame somebody else, not just for the act, moment, or experience, when we blame somebody else for our lives, we are abdicating the power to change our lives. We're literally giving our power away. So we're choosing to live as a disempowered person. The reality is, whoever is responsible has the power to bring the change. Oof, I hope you heard that. <laughs> it's a Selah moment. Whoever is responsible has the power to bring the change. So as long as we refuse to take ownership for our lives, we will never take hold of the power to change our lives. So we need to take ownership of who we are and who we're becoming. That's on us at the end of the day. Our response to life has more power to shape who we are than what life can throw at us. Our response, response, get it? Responsibility, my ability to respond. So our response to life has more power to shape who we are than what life can throw at us. And as we take responsibility over our lives, we find the power to change our lives. That's the faith moves, right? Sometimes we move, right? I don't feel like I can do this, but I'm going to move by faith because I'm led to do this, right? Our circumstances are never the reasons for our failures. It's our failure to choose well. And God holds us responsible for the choices we're making in the midst of all the uncertainty. Will we trust him? Will we still walk in obedience and excellence and integrity? You know, some great questions are, what choices are you making so that your circumstances aren't always shaking your outcomes? Mm. What choices are you making so that you can have a greater impact on your circumstances? How can you get out ahead of them, right? The choices we will create, right? Choices, any choice we make will create the future we will live in. There is no more spiritual act than to choose. Our actions are the arena of prayer, not our outcome. And really, if we're willing to let God change how we choose, then we can change the consequences of our choices. And the real evidence of spiritual maturity is that we stop involving God in the consequence and we start involving God in the choice. Oh, it's so powerful. It's in the choices where we have to have self-mastery. Instead of choosing the choices that are easy, or making the choice that gives us temporary satisfaction, for example, we can make the choice where the momentum doesn't steal the future, but it actually creates it. Okay? So we need to, this is my encouragement to you on today, is that we need to take mastery over the influence we have on the world around us. Our lives are interconnected and our choices either hurt or help somebody else. And when we 
take mastery of who we are and who we're becoming, that's when we begin living at the highest level of self-mastery. Okay, so I'm going to give you some questions that I'm going to walk you through in activation as promised. All right. How much ownership do you have over your life right now? (laughs) Think about this. How much ownership do you have over your life right now? Look at the different arenas in your life and begin to identify all of those areas of your life that are not an expression of who you want to be. So this can be you know, at a job, this can be in relationship, this could be as a parent, this could be many roles that you play can help you see this. Ask yourself what choices you need to make to take ownership of that area of your life. Where have you allowed yourself to be a victim? Instead of blaming somebody else, take ownership and begin to step into the creation of a new life. As long as you don't forgive and hold on to bitterness, they still have power over you, okay? And men and women, just scan your own life. Men and women who persevere and show resilience, who aren't just great starters, but finishers, live a full life. They've taken ownership over their lives. So give no one else the power over the creation of who you are but Jesus, Let him do a work in you that you can't do for yourself and move toward self-mastery. We need God to really become the person we long to be and live the life we long to live, okay? So here is an activation. The path to mastering anything, whether it's your habits, your job, your relationships, your family, your finances, whatever it is, comes from committing to an active relationship with God. So here's a couple of things, actually three things that you can ask Holy Spirit. Number one, who can I connect with that can be a mentor, a coach, a model whose life speaks and bears much fruit around what I'm called to? Who can you connect with? Second question, what would have you immerse yourself into learning and and gaining relevant knowledge in this season. So what what would Holy Spirit have you immerse yourself into to really learn and gain relevant knowledge in this season that you need? And then number three, what lifestyle habits do do you have in place right now? Right? Just think about this. But what lifestyle habits do you need to have in place to really imitate or repeat God's principles in your life and develop your character. So what lifestyle habits do you need to integrate in your life? What principles do you need to stand on? What truths do you need to believe to really develop your character and strengthen you for what God has for you? Okay, so this week, whether this is, you know, when you listen to it, it could be on today or another day. But this week, really think through this. God can use anyone, anytime, anywhere to be your spiritual leader. Spiritual leaders can exercise their gifts anywhere, not just in the church. Spiritual leaders understand that God is their leader and they seek his will and adjust their lives to him. God's vibes matter. (laughs) True spiritual leaders revere God more than fear man and practice self-mastery. Sometimes, before we can embrace new habits, we need to repent from bad habits and lies we've partnered with. 
Repentance means to turn from or to change the way we think, also with the commitment that we're not going back, right? Once we identify the lies we believe and the influence those lies have on our lives, we break agreement with them. We then ask Holy Spirit to come and tell us the truth, okay? So I'm just going to walk you through a model repentance prayer, okay? In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that, insert whatever your lie is, and you can just say that. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that I'm a victim, okay? I nail it to the cross and send it away from me, never to return again. Holy Spirit, what truth would you like to give me in its place? Be still, let Holy Spirit give you the answer. Write down what the Holy Spirit tells you and repeat this prayer for each individual lie that you've uncovered that comes up for you. And then cultivate the habits of a spiritual leader. Okay, so we don't just repent or release or turn from from something. We actually replace it with something else. So use this list below to redefine your leadership. Jesus is the model. Okay, he had the following habits. Cultivating and maintaining a close relationship with God. Hearing from God and moving others to God's agenda. Frequent and fervent prayer. Acting based on his identity in Christ, right? Just acting based, in his case, on his identity. Setting a clear example for his followers. So your sphere of influence. Mentoring, investing in future leaders. So also opening yourself up to be of service to others. Loving every person, counting the cost of serving God, and willingly submitting to God's will. Okay? So to take this further, if you struggle with any of those three questions with Holy Spirit, you can pray that prayer of repentance, but then also evaluate where you can really grow and level up your leadership. And that's how you can start practicing self-mastery practically and regaining ownership in your life. So don't let stubborn beliefs get the best of you. Turn any limiting beliefs that you have into lim- into liberating, there we go, liberating affirmations. Speak forth your royal decrees and declarations for these habits, right? Again, we need God to do this. And so God's word doesn't return void. So for example, you know, you might not feel like changing your habits or changing your lifestyle, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, God, that you give me the power to wake up earlier and spend time with you. Thank you, God. Right, you can actually start declaring God's truth. Look up scripture verses that align with each habit you've listed and decree and declare it shall be established in your life by the by God's power and for his glory. Okay, so that is the activation. Go through those questions with Holy Spirit. And then if you have any trouble or any friction or resistance that comes up, examine what lie might you believing, be believing, right? And then repent from it, turn from it for any lie that comes up for you. And then instead of just releasing the lie, what are you going to replace it with? You've got to replace it with truth and action. Faith without works is dead. So what are the new habits? What are the new declarations? What are you going to affirm in your life? And how are you going to show up differently to really become and master the becoming of somebody new? The new creation God called you to be. How are you going to step into that more each day? One day at a time, one moment at a time, one step at a time, right? So that's my word of encouragement to you. Again, that is coming from the Rule and Reign Faith Walker Manual. If you're interested in getting that, it's available at the 
It's available where? It's available blah, 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 at julianapage.com. It's also available on Amazon. So you can go ahead and get it in either of those places. And if you want to take any of this further, I have a mastermind that you can apply for. It's called the God's Vibes Mastermind, where I give coaching and tools and strategies. It's a great way to connect with me. So you can apply to that. There's also other resources available at julianapage.com. So make sure that you go check that out. All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Thank you.